We present Frankie Howard. With June Whitfield and Ray Fell. And now here's Frankie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Francis Howe speaking, your friendly comic. Now, no, I think we should all be friendly, don't you? I think we should all be friendly, so I, I want all of you in the studio to shake hands with a person sitting next to you <laughs> and say, hello, stranger, you see? <laughs> That's it. Hello, stranger. Lovely. And that goes for all of you at home in bed. Now, the... Hello, the show is the show's only been on 30 seconds, but he's slipping them in, isn't he? He's slipping them in. He's at it already. Oh, here, listen, no, no, I've had a shocking week. Oh, no, don't laugh. Mrs. is wicked enough to afflict it. No, no I've had a shocking week. No, it's uh, Tuesday. No, it's Monday, beg your pardon, love. It's Monday. No, that's right. The phone rang, you see, and it was, his, it was the man who runs this place. What's his name? The man with the big... But it's enormous. It's, uh, it's puce. What is it? It's the uh, thing. You know, the one who runs the biggest things. But not, not, I don't mean television. That's a big thing. This is a uh, radio small thing. Anyway, <laughs> small thing. Anyway, he was on the phone, you see, so I accepted the charge. <laughs> he said, have I disturbed you? I said, no. I said, you've got me out of a sick bed. Oh, he said, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were ill. I said, I'm not. The girlfriend's got flu. <laughs> Not true, wasn't true, but I, he thinks I'm past it. Anyway, he said he wanted a favour. A favour. So, well, I can always tell when he wants a favour, because he always remembers my name. He said, uh, a coward. Well, he was close. <laughs> he was close. He was close. Nobody's perfect. Coward, he said, I'm going away for a few days. He said, a few days. Well, I've got an important job for you. Are you free? I said, yes, indeed I am. Well, wouldn't you? Francis Howard, head of radio for a few days, I thought myself, now I fixed myself up with a few jobs, you know, kind of news, and I'd do some weather forecasts, I might even do a, a couple of motoring flashes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was not to be. Because, you know, this, what's his name, uh, thing, small thing. He didn't want me to, no, he didn't want to be head of radio, he wanted me to look after his dog. Yeah, look after his dog, I'm like my life. Before I could put the phone down, the door opened, and this dog entered this ferocious monster. Small thing's dog had arrived, and it even barked with a BBC accent. <laughs> and in the background was this man, what's his name, saying small things, and behind him, in the doorway, he said, Don't be frightened, he said, he won't bite you. I said, You tell the dog that. He said, I was talking to the dog. Shooty <laughs> devil. Shooty devil. Funny sort of dog. I, must, uh, sort of, uh, yeah. I said to this man, what's his name? You know, the thing, small thing. I said, what sort of a dog is that, then? He said, it's a German spit. I said, what? German spit? I said, I've never seen a German spit before. <laughs> yes. Yes, here it comes. You're right. The dog tapped me on the shoulder and spat. You're right. All this man's thing, small thing, he was livid. He, he, he said, Tiddles? Tiddles! That was the dog's name, Tiddle. No wonder it was confused, poor thing. <laughs> no, Mrs. What's her name? Mrs. Small Thing. She always wanted a cat, you know. Oh, she always wanted a cat, you see. And that's why they, and because this dog was confused. In fact, they used to take it to, they, they took it to a psychiatrist, you know. Oh, every Friday. 
Of this dog? Yes. Why, it didn't do any good. Because the dog wasn't allowed up on the couch, you say. <laughs> the dog wasn't allowed on the couch. No, no, don't doze off already. Mind you. Anyway, this morning, the dog ran away, you know. The dog ran away, apparently, to join the police force. Now, who just thought that? Tittle's the police dog. Of course, plain clothes, naturally. You can see plain clothes, you can laugh. Uh, please. No, I'm, I need all the help I can get with this rubbish. No, you can laugh. No, Tittle's has arrested three bulldogs in my street alone. And, and did you know if you want to ring for a police dog, all you have to do is to dial K9, K9, K9. <laughs> K-9-9-9, you see. Oh, what do you expect me to do? I pay for these jokes. I may as well use them. Anyway, to cut a short story longer, I bought a replacement for Tiddles. And when this, these people came at the, the small things, just before the show, I gave them a brand new pussycat. Wasn't that nice? They were pleased to know. Especially Mrs. Small Thing. And you, you'll never guess what they called the pussy. That's right, Rover. <laughs> Well, that wasn't the only problem I had this morning. Well, now, last Wednesday, you know, this, Miss Lyon, my secretary, came round as usual to type out, to type out my memoirs. My memoirs. Right. Miss Lyon, put your coffee cup away, put the cake away, put the biscuits away, put your knitting away. Now, are you ready? Yes. Fire away. Uh, there's no need to put the fire away. Thank you. No, no, I mean, I'm ready to start typing your memoirs. Fire away. Oh, I see. Right, now. Uh, the cops asked me for an explanation. So I replied... Uh, wait a minute, excuse me, wait a minute, wait a minute. Warburton 2783. No, this is not the Dirty Duck Country Club. No, I'm sorry. Thank you. No, this is not... The dirty duck. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. Don't take that down, you nitwit. Don't take that down, you nitwit. Are there two eyes in nitwit, Mr. Howard? There will be in a minute. (laughs) Two black eyes. Silly cow. Silly cow. No! Now, look, stop typing. Stop. 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 Now. Now, let's take, take the paper out of the typewriter. Miss Lime, you're not supposed to take everything down. <laughs> and we're not doing that joke. <laughs> look at this, look at this lot. Look at what you've just done. During the gold rush, one hard-bitten old miner said to me, that's my claim, you jump partner. I stood up to him, bald as brass, and replied fearlessly, Warburton 2783. No, this is not the Dirty Duck Country Club. It's useless I can't publish memoirs full of Warburton 2783. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Howard. I, I got confused. Oh, well, well, look, we'll, we'll work out a little system uh, to deconfuse you. Now, put some more paper in, all right? Yes. Right, yes. Now, no, I tell you what. Take everything down when I say bong, and don't take anything down when I say bing, all right? Yes, I understand, yes. Mr. Howard. Bong away. That's right. Now, remember... Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute, don't confuse her, she's bad enough. Now listen, remember bong, and then you type, all right? And then you type. No, no, God, you haven't taken that down. Oh, you say bong? I know, I'm, look, I was still explaining it. I haven't started yet. Now, we'll start when I say bing. Then you type when I say bong, do you understand? And don't type when I say bing. I understand. I'm not a fool. <laughs> don't take a vote on it. <laughs> right, bing! The cops told me 
Well, I'm just typing. You haven't said bong yet. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so confused. Right, bong. By the way, you don't take the bongs down. You understand? Oh, that? by the way, you do know how to spell bong. Don't type that. No, I'm. Oh God, I'm. I'm ready. Bong. Oh dear. Warbleton two seven eight three. Warbleton? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey. Oh, it's Auntie. Hello, Auntie Sissy. Yes. Bing, Bing. No, I'm not. No, I'm Auntie Sissy. I'm not saying Bing to you. I'm saying Bing to Miss Lime, so she won't type. What? No, I've not been drinking. Well, look, when I wanted, look, Auntie Sissy, when I wanted to type, I say Bong. Do you understand? Do you? No, Bing, Bing, Miss Lime. Don't talk that I was explaining to my auntie sis Oh, silly moo. No, not you, Auntie Sis. I was talking to Miss Lime. Look, Auntie, when I, I talk to you, I'll say Pip. You understand? Pip. You understand? No, I'm not gonna no, I'm not going potty, dear. Oh, there go the pips now, you see. <laughs> All right. Let's start again. Bing bong. Now, the cops told me that the car belonged to Bing Crosby. Oh god. No, no, Bong Crosby. <laughs> We've had it now. Dear, oh dear. All right, now that's enough. Miss Lime, all right, now that's the end of the day's bing bong match. <laughs> I'm off to the Dirty Duck Country Club for a bit of a sing song with a bit of luck a ding dong. Of oh, course, yeah. <laughs> I've read them. Um, I've read all the great memoirs, you know. You like memoirs? Love memoirs. Marvellous books. I've read The Loves of Don Juan. Do you know I didn't put the old pear girl down till the last chapter? <laughs> till I always say, when well, you've done Juan, you've done the lot. I've done Juan! Miss Hayes, come on, dear. What's the matter? You've been drinking chloroform. <laughs> no, yeah, I've, just finished, I've just finished the memoirs of the world's greatest stripper. You know, striptease. Girl, a striptease, love? Yes. It was, oh, it was very authentic. It was very authentic, love, yes. I was, I was, as I was reading the book, you know, the jacket, the book jacket, used to very slowly slip off. <laughs> yes. I read the works also by Marx and Lenin. Well, they were a great team, you know. Much better than those later lot, Marx and Spencers. <laughs> I bet you didn't know this. I used to be a fighter for the workers' cause. Yes. Yes. I've written a chapter about it in my memoirs. You see, I was a union... No, do you know I was a union member in the army? I was. We had unions in the army. I remember one very nasty dispute. Now, when was it? It was, ah, yes, Tobruk, 1942. No, Victor, pardon, We were in the front line, and one day... Right, Caps, this is the big one. The enemy is 100 yards away and still advancing. We're going over the top. Hold it, hold it. I'm afraid we can't do that, sir. We've taken industrial action. <laughs> industrial action? Yes. Good Lord, man, I'm just about to give the order to strike for home and country. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing, sir. Striking, yes. <laughs> the army on strike? Yes, sir. This is worse than the general strike. I didn't know the generals have been out as well, sir. <laughs> What's your name, soldier? Francis, well, Private, Private Francis G.G. G. Howard, sir. What's the G.G. for? I'm in the Household Cavalry. We've all got G.G. <laughs> Isn't this witty? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> well, please yourselves. Such a place. <laughs> Enemy's 75 yards away and still advancing, sir. 
Listen to me, Howard. The position is serious. We haven't much time. The lads insist upon time and a half, sir. The men will have to move on the double. Oh, well, sir, the men will do anything for double time, yes. <laughs> Private Howard, we're in a dangerous situation. In that case, the men will want danger money. All right, Howard, you win. You've got danger money. Now, please, get the soldiers back to fighting. All right, lads, back to fighting. HQ, sir. What is it, Sparks? Reinforcements on their way. Expect imminent arrival of the Gurkhas. Hold it, hold it, everybody out. <laughs> Our rifles, one out, all out. What is it now, huh? Lads, sir, I'm sorry. They won't be fighting with the Gurkhas. They're non union. <laughs> non union? All right, Howard, no reinforcements. You can have what you want, but for God's sake, get the men to go over the top. All right, lads, we're going over the top. Six bayonets. Hold it, hold it. <laughs> what is it now? The men, sir, sorry, they can't fix bayonets. Why not? The repair shop, they always fix the bayonets. Enemy, <laughs> ten yards away. All right, all right, don't fix bayonets, everyone. Charge! Hold it, hold it now. <laughs> What is it now, Howard? The Germans, they're here. Sound the retreat. There's no need for all that, sir. The crowds, they aren't fighting. The crowds, not fighting. You mean, you mean they've surrendered? No, sir. They've come out in sympathy. One out, all out, you see, yeah. Now, memoirs. <clears throat> Memoirs, of course, four of the volumes of my memoirs deal entirely with my sex life. Hello, they've all woken up now, haven't you? Isn't it marvellous? No, I tell in these uh, volumes, I, I tell the hundreds, I tell the hundreds of women in my life. Hundreds! You see, I believe in giving the ladies what they want. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me! Do you know, at one time, I was, you know, Hampstead, do you know Hampstead at all? I was living in a nice house in Hampstead. You know the thought, three up and two down. Three blondes upstairs and two brunettes downstairs. I had wall-to-wall women. But the thing is, you see, you can, no, oh, that's a late one there, thank you, love. All welcome, thank you. No, but you can have too much of a good thing. You can have too much of a, oh, you can. After a while, you see, the women began to get me down. And when they got me down, it was, God. <laughs> Why is it that women will not leave me alone? I. No, I. Such a gobs. No, it's. They won't. It must be my animal personality. Well, listen, you take the time out. Do you know Sandown Park, the race course? Sandown Park. Well, I was there. Mike, standing there, minding my own business, trying to select a few winners, of course. When this Judy walks up to me, you see, he starts talking to me. Hello. Oh. Hello. You're my dream. Oh. That's understandable. No, no, you're my dream is going to win the 2.30. Oh, I see. It's a tip, you mean? Yes. I've got another tip as well. Have you? <laughs> Don't see things which aren't intended, please. What? My sweetheart. Oh, tell it to me, my darling. No, my sweetheart is a horse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it? <laughs> We've all got our own problems, haven't we? My, my sweetheart is my tip for the three o'clock. Uh, cobblers. <laughs> cobblers. I beg your pardon? Cobblers is my tip for the three o'clock. Cobblers? He'll finish last. Cobblers? Last? Oh, cobblers. <laughs> Oh, don't blame me. I didn't write this rubbish. Never mind. <laughs> what nonsense, madam. Well, I'm still backing them anyway. I always back the horse with the most insulting name. Now, aren't you the waitress at our hotel, the waitress? Yes. I gave you your bloaters this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I must say you've got very nice bloaters, haven't you? <laughs> well, I don't think much of your tips. Horse tips are like tipless waiters. <laughs> tipless waiters. There's one there. Oh, no, no. No, no. They're coming thick and fast now, aren't they? <laughs> yes. When you came up to me, I thought you, to be honest, I thought you fancied me. Oh, I do. Oh, yes, you do. Well, you see, that's why I want to help you win. Uh, I've got this system, too, you? you see. Yes. I always back the horse for the sexiest name. It's a ridiculous system, isn't it? I had three winners yesterday. What a sensible system. I had Kiss Me Quick, Tickle Me Fancy, and then they're off. No wonder you dropped your bloaters in the cornflakes. Would you, um, would you like to try? What? My method. Your method? Yes. Mm. Let's try the four o'clock. Let's see. Ben's bromide. No. Not my cup of tea, that. Light switch. No, that doesn't turn me on. Centipod. <laughs> he should run well. Now he's in here. Raquel Welch. Well, she should be well out in front, I must say. Plymouth Hoe. Yes, Plymouth Hoe. There's no doubt about it. Raquel Welch. No, Plymouth Hoe. There's nothing sexy about Plymouth Hoe. Oh, there is on the Thursday afternoon with Mavis Plumstone. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Here, I've got another suggestion. Have you? Oh. Marry me. Pardon? Marry me. Look, I'm not ready for marriage. I'm too young. I am. <laughs> He's tittering in the back. Yes, I am. I'm too young. No, marry me. 4.30. And Miss, and Miss Chakanori. I certainly won't. No, marry me. 10 to 1. Look, make up your mind. If you can't even decide what time the wedding is, where are we? Marry me is the horse to back at 10 to 1 in the 4.30. Oh, that's a relief. Well, I better hurry up and place me bets. Look at the clues here. Well, the end window usually opens up at this time. The end mm. window, I see. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll see you at the hotel tonight. Goodbye. Now, now let me think now. I must place my bets. Ah, oh, here's the end window. Hello again. But you, but you're a waitress. Yes, I know. I'm standing in for my friend. Oh. She's getting married. Yes. Now then, what horses are you backing? Oh, yes. Um, you are my dream, my sweetheart, marry me. Oh, Francis, I thought you'd never ask. Oh, darling, name the day. Oh, such a betting hole. <laughs> Get off. Oh, I'm placing my bet somewhere else. I, be I bet she goes well on the flat. <laughs> You wouldn't get much of a nap with her in the field, would you? Oh, no. no. I'll place my bets at this other window. Ah, yes. 
You are my dream, my sweetheart, marry me. Oh, it's so sudden we've only just met. There's a racing certainty. Each way, each way. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something that's not generally known. Now, I'm a very superstitious man. Do you know that? I don't know why it's silly, really. Superstitious. I am. I always carry a rabbit's foot around with me for luck. Mind you, it didn't do the rabbit much good. <laughs> well, he had it. He used to carry around a man's foot. Oh, dear. <laughs> whimsicality, bum, whimsicality. I actually know this superstition rubbish shouldn't be mocked at. Because, do you know, one day I was wearing a pair of old trousers and the seat was very shiny. In fact, it was so shiny you could see your face in them. I mean, you could if you were a contortionist. <laughs> don't try it, missus. Missus, don't try it, dear. You'll give yourself a serious injury. Oh, look, yes! Oh, look, she can't get up again. Will a studio attendant kindly roll her out? <laughs> no, not like a stick and hoof, oh, dear. I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, where was we? Oh, yes, shiny trousers. The ones you can see your face in. Well, I was crossing this road when a black cat crossed my path. I thought, good, that's lucky. But it wasn't. I tripped over the bloody thing. <laughs> I fell on my rear, my rear, missus. And my trousers shattered into a thousand pieces. My trousers have never been so shattered. <laughs> No, I haven't always been lucky, missus. Oh, no, for a start. Mind you, I tell you something, I've not been very lucky in some ways. I mean, I've always been very fortunate to have travelled a lot. I remember, I remember one day I was at London Airport, you'd have died. Will passengers for flight B1209 to Singapore please proceed to gate 13? Thank you. Oh, Singapore. I just love Singapore. Have you ever been to the Far East, old boy? And me? Oh, yes, yes. Of course I've been to the Far East. I mean, who hasn't, old boy? Oh, where are boys? I have, like, uh, South End. <laughs> oh, I love the Far East of Essex, don't you? South End? Yes. No, no, no. We were referring to the Far East. Oh, that Far East. Well, that's what I was referring to. I've been to the South End of China. Shanghai? Oh, Shanghai, Shanglo. <laughs> I've shanged everywhere. Raleigh. Yes, Raleigh. My husband and I haven't shanged for a long time. <laughs> you should take some tablets then, I mean, I... I've heard they work wonders. Passengers for flight B1006 Zurich, please proceed to gate 18 immediately. Thank you. Switzerland, lovely place, Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been skiing, old boy? Skiing? Oh, yes, I go skiing every Saturday night. Yes, really. Well, one cannot say one's been skiing until one's broken one's leg, can one? Oh, so true. So true. One cannot say one, can one not say not, no. can one. Of course, now could I go skiing in the Alps during the summer? Don't be silly. The snow melts in the summer. That's right. I go water skiing in the Alps. Isn't that rather difficult? Only down the north face. This is the last call for passengers on flight B1247 to Iran. Oh, I was out there last year, Iran. Went to visit my mum and dad. 
Baghdad? Miss Dad. <laughs> Managed to bump into Mum. The Middle East. Do you? Mom, yes, we do. Oh. We much prefer the Balkans. Oh. We often slip into Greece. Oh, I'm just kidding through a couple of times myself. <laughs> oh, we also love the Greek islands. Uh, Rhodes? Oh, pretty bumpy, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't take the car again myself. Uh, have you ever been to Crete? Oh, often. Once a month, I used to creep into Crete, creative, and crept out again. <laughs> My wife and I, uh, we met in Romania, you know. Mind mm. you, my Romanian is a little rustier now. Well, you shouldn't have let him out of the rain. <laughs> we, uh, we've also rubbed shoulders in Bulgaria with a couple of old Bulgars. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Here is a staff announcement. Will all new personnel for the new self-service restaurant please report immediately? Thank you. Uh, uh, well, uh... uh we must be off then. Yes, mustn't miss the interview. <coughs> and I, I mean, we mustn't miss the view. It's very interesting. Yes, goodbye. Oh, they've, they're a couple of frauds. They've, they've applied for those catering vacancies. They've never travelled. You can, can always tell the frauds. I can always tell. Here is another staff announcement. Another? <laughs> Will the attendant please report to the gentleman's toilet? <laughs> Oh, you guessed it, did you? Three members of flight B3471 to Tel Aviv are locked inside. Tel Aviv. Isn't that marvellous? No piece of the wicket. I'll have to go. Lose me tea break because three old Israelis have been locked in the lavatory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that, that's all we have time for this week. In my memoirs next week, I shall be telling you how I swam the channel both ways in record time after my braces got caught in Brighton Pier. <laughs> I shall also be telling you about my two entries in the Guinness Book of Records. The first, eating 18 jars of stewed prunes. <laughs> Second, the world's fastest a hundred yards. And the second and the third. I swore to be telling you how I met Miss World and saved her from a fate worse than death. I controlled myself. <laughs> Good night. God bless you. Best of luck to you. You've been listening to Frankie Howard's illustrious memoirs, starring, of course, the illustrious Frankie Howard, with June Whitfield, Ray Fell, and Michael Kilgariff, and the music of the Bill McGuffey Quartet. The memoirs were written by David McKellar and David Nobbs, and produced by David Hatch.